Hi, fiancés. Thank you so much for tuning into the Hello Karina podcast, where we discuss all things finances, relationships, trends, and of course, prenups. And as people who spend all day, every day, thinking about how we can improve the lives of couples all over the world at any stage in their relationship, we thrive in helping engaged couples start their marriage off on the right foot with empathy, compassion, and of course, protection. Our guest today is Leah Collins. She's a premarital financial coach who called off her wedding six weeks prior to the wedding date due to financial incompatibility. She then decided to launch a business that helps couples who are seeking to get married determine their financial compatibility and plan for their financial futures. With half of marriages ending in divorce and finances being the second leading cause of divorce, it is imperative that money discussions are held sooner rather than later. This is why couples are turning to coaches like Leah to help them navigate difficult money discussions. She helps facilitate these conversations, tells couples exactly which topics need to be discussed prior to marriage, and provides them with the tools for success. Leah also recently paid off $40,000 of debt purchase rental property and increase her credit score to over 800 all within 18 months. She has 16 years of corporate finance experience and holds a BBA and an MBA. But before we jump into the episode, please subscribe and review our show. We do this for you and we can't do it without your support. And if you like this episode, share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, or anyone you think would find value from this conversation. Let's make the world a better place one episode at a time. Without further ado, here is Leah Collins. Hello, Leah. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So let's talk about your business. Tell us what you do, what you're all about. All right. Well, I am a premarital financial coach. Um, (laughs) Yes, I called off my own wedding um, six weeks prior to the wedding date due to financial incompatibility. And I launched this business to help other people avoid the mistakes that I made. So I help people determine their financial compatibility. I tell them exactly what topics they need to discuss. And I give them tools to set them up for success. And I really try to catch couples prior to when they're actually engaged. Um, So we waited until we were actually engaged to have the conversations. And we did premarital counseling, but it was very high level, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually like people do it through church or it's like the deacon or someone, you know, right. Those discussions or a therapist. And, um, also another reason I try to catch people before they're engaged is because once you announce your wedding, there's a social stigma attached to calling it off. Um, the ring has already been purchased. You've spent money on the wedding. We had spent $40,000 already on our wedding when we called it off. (laughs) Yes. So of course, at that point, we're ignoring red flags, character flaws, and just pushing forward. So that's another reason I try to catch people before they before they even get engaged so that they can make those decisions beforehand before they waste all that time and money. <laughs> well, girl, you have some, I don't even know what to call it. Just all the confidence in the world. That's underselling it. You're, you're so brave. You're so brave to do that and to just say, you know what, six weeks prior and we've already put down 40K and I've already announced it to all the peoples. I'm not doing this. Um, 
how did that come about? You don't have to go into the details of why we're not together, but what is financial compatibility and what did it work out? <sighs> financial compatibility. So if you're not financially compatible, it doesn't necessarily mean either one of you are bad people. You just have different views on money and how you want to manage that money. Um, we just had different views on our goals and our vision for what we wanted our family to look like. And after a while, we just knew, okay, <laughs> this isn't going to work out. And I actually have a financial compatibility quiz on my website, leahmariecollins.com, that asks each, each partner questions. And then where you don't align is a good place to start your, your money financial compatibility discussions. Okay. So I'm obsessed with the quiz. I'll be doing that. <laughs> and also what, ha- where's the line? Like, how do you know if you are almost compatible, totally not compatible? Like, how do we know when to just jump ship and call it off? For me, it was, can I live with this for the rest of my life? <laughs> can I deal with this until I die? And if the answer is no, then there's your line. <laughs> That's what you need to walk away. Done. I love it. Fair, fair and enough. I knew we would both be miserable. So we just had to call it off. Good for you. Um, I'm sure that wasn't easy, but okay. So we're, we're 40K in debt. Now what happens? How did you handle that? Yes. Okay. Back in 2017, were you talking about the wedding? You tell me. I, I heard 40K for the wedding, but was okay. there another 40K? Yes, there is. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Lucky number 40. Okay. But we, we can talk about the wedding. Fortunately, we got wedding insurance. What is it called? Wedding cancellation insurance. And what that covers... So wedding cancellation insurance doesn't cover if you cancel your wedding. Wedding cancellation insurance is if a vendor backs out or doesn't show up, things of that nature. But there's also a clause in there for like... Um, natural disasters, um, a bunch of things that usually don't happen, like a zombie, a cop, a copulet, a, what is it called? A copulet. <laughs> like I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Like things like that. And one of them was a pandemic, but this was pre-pandemic. So it's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, right? you're like. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, I purchased it just in case like vendors backed out or there was some issue like that. But there was a pandemic that happened. So that's how we were able to get all of our money back. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. there was some saving grace for the pandemic. I'm glad something good came out of that. Really glad <laughs> to hear that. Okay, so what about this other 40k? Okay, so I, back in 2017, I decided I wanted to be debt free. I had made the most money I'd ever made, well into the six figures at that point. I was doing my taxes, and I realized I had absolutely nothing to show for it. My savings was the same as it had been when I graduated college, like ten years prior. <laughs> my investing, my investments weren't weren't growing, um, so I decided to do something about it. I took a financial course. Um, you probably heard of Dave Ramsey. Have you heard of him? Yeah. So I took his course, and then within eighteen months, I paid off forty thousand dollars worth of debt. I purchased investment property and increased my credit score over 800. And that's when I first launched my business um, because people reached out to me asking me to help them. So I decided, okay, I can show other people how to become financially free, financially independent as well. So I launched that business in 2019. And then after my engagement (laughs) got called off, um, I decided to focus on couples and helping them avoid the mistakes that that I made. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I heard that you you were doing your, your personal debt then you meet fiance and then you guys do the wedding thing. Okay. Very cool. So by that point, you fully knew your financial personality or your financial persona about yourself. 
Um, how did you approach that financial conversation with your soon to be husband? Like, how did you get to the point where you were like, Ooh, I don't think we're really that compatible. So we, we met a long time ago. We actually met in college and we've dated off and on for a very long time, like 10, 12 years (laughs) over that time. I saw how he managed his money and he managed it very well. So I thought we were fine. So I, I should have known better, but we didn't have those discussions because he he saw how I managed my money. I saw how he managed his. So we thought we were good. It wasn't until we got into premarital counseling once we realized our goals were different or our goals are pretty much the same for the most part. We just had different ways of getting there. Um, there were also huge cultural differences. He is Nigerian-American, um, like Black African-American. So there's a lot of similarities, but there's huge differences. And one of those differences is Nigerians, they have more of a collectivist culture, society. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like the community as a whole. There's a hierarchy there, whereas Americans are more individualistic. And what that will look like in our relationship is if we had a disagreement, maybe I want to talk about it between us, but he wants to bring the mothers in and the aunts. (laughs) Yeah. And not that anything's wrong with it, but that's just not how I push it. (laughs) <laughs> you so the know, big differences. Yeah. Right, right. Or Nigerians, most of them like fully fund their parents' retirement. Like their parents usually don't have any money saved up and they're paying for everything. They're the siblings, the children are paying for everything. Whereas with us, usually our parents have something saved, some kind of retirement or pension. And so you can see how that could possibly be an issue as well. Totally. Especially if you're building your own family, you know, how do you start to create boundaries that make sense for both of you when it is clearly, you know, extremely different. Okay. So let's go back to prior to meeting fiance, you have all this debt and you decide you're going to do something about it. What's the first thing you did? You took the Dave Ramsey course. You learned a lot from that. And then how did you actually implement it into your daily life? Okay. So the first step in his course is to save it's a thousand dollars. I already had that saved. The next step was is to pay off debt. So you start with your smallest debt. So that's what I did. My smallest debt was a credit card, maybe like $300. So I started there. And the goal is to have small wins. And those wins give you momentum to keep going. So that's what happened. Once I saw, oh, okay, I did this. It made it easier for me to tackle the next step. And I'm just very intense anyway. <laughs> I love it. I'm so intense. <laughs> So that's what I did. So after I paid off that first debt, I took that money and threw it to towards the ne- towards the next step. And then I think another thing was just having accountability. So the program was in a group setting and we would meet each week. So it's just nice to have that sense of community and you sit there and like share your goals and your progress with other people who are going through the same thing that you're going through. So after a few months, I had the habit of saving and not eating out. I would do Uber Eats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. (laughs) Guilty. Yeah. So you develop those habits. And after a while, it just becomes second nature. It becomes easy to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I heard it's a big lifestyle change. It's a little, it's a little commitment that builds into a, 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 a bigger, you know, commitment to yourself and your relearning habits and all the things. Um, what would you say is like the best thing that's happened to you after going through this experience besides paying off your debt? Uh, it's just opened the door to so many different opportunities. Like through launching my business, I've met some incredible people. Um, I've been contacted by Hollywood to create like a production company to create a reality show. So that's in the works. <laughs> Come on. Good job. Um, All right. But- 
But before, like, I just wouldn't have had the time or the network or the access, you know, to those people and to those communities. And it's just the sense of peace that comes with it. I remember when the pandemic hit and everyone was freaking out, especially people with kids. And I just remember thinking, I don't have to worry about that. Like, I have savings. I have investments. I was good. Um, so that that's the biggest thing is the peace, the freedom and the network and the access and opportunities that I've developed because of it. Incredible. Okay. so. We had this debt, we paid it off. And then I heard you bought some investment properties. Is that correct? Correct. How did you make that jump going from I'm in debt to now having some sort of residual income happening for me on the side? How did, I'm sorry, what did you say? You oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I said, how did you go from being in $40,000 worth of debt to actually having some residual income with an investment property? Got you. So the story is kind of weird. <laughs> I'm here for it. Story. Okay, I'll just tell the real story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I had this cat. <laughs> His name. <laughs> it's such a weird story. I'm but here for it. The moral of the story is you make lemons out of lemonade. You work with what you with what you have. So I was living in Texas at the time, and I got a job offer from Deloitte in DC. And I had a cat at the time. I needed to hurry up and move within a month. I had an aunt that lived there. She said I could live with her because I didn't have time to find a place to stay. She said I could live there, but I couldn't bring my cat. <laughs> um, so my cat stayed with my father for a while. He agreed to take him. But eventually um, I wanted to find my, eventually my father got tired of the cat and was like, come get this cat. So I started looking for my own place to stay in DC. I was looking for an apartment and they were really expensive. So I decided, well, I might as well get a house. So I got a house um, and then moved my cat out there. So I always say I bought the house because of butters. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> but getting out of debt allowed me to do that. And one thing that I did, have you heard of house hacking? No. So house hacking is when you live in one bedroom and you rent other bedrooms out in your house. Ah. Other people pay your mortgage or a share of your mortgage. So that's what I did. I rented out the other bedrooms and then that paid my mortgage. That is brilliant. Yes. Okay. So were you single at the time? Was that hard to do? Um, not really. In DC, DC is a very transient city. So it's yeah. very easy to roommate. Yeah. And it sounds like it's part of the culture. It's not a big right. deal. You know, working professionals living together to be financially smart and, and do the thing together. Yes. Okay. And Amazing. Almost, almost all my roommates were coworkers who had similar goals. So they moved in with me until they had time to save and build um, their savings up to buy a house. All of, all of my roommates were in that situation. <laughs> it sounds like you're just like oozing this energy where yes. people are just, you know, they're like, okay, I can do that too. Yes. Okay. So what's the first thing you would tell someone that's in your position that's like, oh, I'd love to have an investment property. I'd love to buy my own place, but I've got all this debt. What's the first thing they should do? I would say pay, try to pay off as much of your debt as possible and save up as large. I wish I had it saved up a larger down payment. You don't have to do that, but I would definitely say pay off as much debt as you can because when you get a house, there are so many expenses that come about that you may not even plan for. Like I moved into a condo and within a year, we had to spend like $40,000 <laughs> on repairs in the place, right? Right. So really take into account not only like your closing costs and down payment and things like that, but also all the other costs that could come into play. Have an emergency fund set aside specifically for home repairs and things of that nature. 
Okay. And what about for people that are just happy renting, but they just can't seem to get out of this debt that they have? You know, what's a daily practice that they could manage to start getting themselves out of debt? Well, I would suggest getting a roommate. Most people's largest expense is rent. Are there living expenses, rent and utilities? And it's not always the ideal situation, but that's where screening comes into play. If you do a great job screening, you'll usually probably find someone that you can live with. And so that's what I did. And what I would do is I wouldn't lock people in for a contract because if we didn't get along, I wanted them to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were the same way. So fortunately, I never had to kick anyone out, but you can make it flexible to where it works for both parties. So just in case things don't work out, you can tell them to leave. Amazing. All right. So let's talk about some premarital financial counseling. Um, you, what I heard earlier is there is a time to do it and it's not after you get the rock it's way before. So how do we start that conversation with a potential partner? And how do we even know if maybe that's the right partner to have that conversation with? Um, so I always tell people there's ways to bring up the conversation subtly. I'm bringing it up during our very first date. <laughs> and, I love it. But you don't have to just come out and say, how much money do you make? Right. Like you can talk about, I can, so I have investment properties. So maybe I'm talking about my investment property. So naturally it's going to go into investing and home ownership and the current state of the real estate market. Um, or maybe you're looking for a new job. You can start talking about that and salary negotiation. There's always ways to bring up money subtly. I have a business. I help people do this. So I can be talking about my business. And again, it's naturally going to flow into money. And then it's just a good way to gauge someone's money mindset. Mm, okay. Talk to me about a money mindset. What, what is considered a positive one or maybe one that needs a little bit of love? <laughs> um, okay. A positive money mindset is someone who has goals and a vision for their future and how they want their money to be spent. Mindset is basically your thoughts and behaviors that are surrounded, you know, that evolve around, revolve around money. Someone who doesn't have a good money mindset would be someone who doesn't have a plan, who doesn't have a future, who doesn't care about um, paying off their credit, who doesn't care about investing, doesn't see the importance of it. Or who doesn't want to talk about money? If someone doesn't want to talk about money, that could be a red flag. Completely agree. Uh, Over here at Hello Prenup, we see that all the time where one partner is really interested in having a conversation, uh, but the other is just, you know, gun shy about it for whatever reasons. Um, And I think there's a lot of shame in talking about money. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, judgment, um, especially because, you know, if somebody comes from, you know, let's say a better upbringing than the other, or for whatever reason, they they hit a rough patch and they have to talk to their significant other about a patch that they went through that they're currently still working through. what is a way to delicately bring it up if you know the other person, you know, might have some guilt or vice versa? How do you get rid of that guilt if you have it yourself and, you know, portray a positive money mindset? I think it's just how you approach the conversation, <laughs> you know, just approach it with love and be gentle and just talk about why it's important. And I, one thing that really works with my clients is starting with your goals and your vision, right? To me, there's nothing more romantic than discussing your future with your partner. So you can just start that way. Mm -hmm. Very fair. Okay, cool. And have you heard or dealt with anybody that has any questions about a prenup? Oh, yes. Oh, Uh, yes. 
Oh, good. Okay. What kind of conversations come around conversations more and more? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no problem. I was saying, uh, what kind of conversations have you heard or are being brought up on your end? Okay. Well, I have a lot of people who don't see the point in having a prenup. And I think a common misconception is you only need a prenup if you're wealthy. You only need a prenup if you had a significant amount of assets going into the marriage. Um, a lot of people say it's not romantic. A sure way to end your relationship or not even get married is to bring up a prenup. I had friends tell me, do not bring it up. <laughs> um, yeah. But there are a lot of people who are who are for, for prenups, right? Um, they want to protect their assets. People are getting married um, a lot later. They want to protect what they have. But I also tell people that prenups are mostly for what you obtain and build through the marriage, like during the marriage, right? So a lot of times I'm just educating people on what a prenup really is, what it really means, and why it's so important to for everyone, in my opinion, to have. Absolutely. And we say that all the time as well. You know, there's still a stigma around it, but yet we're also seeing a higher demand. So I think it's a little less taboo these days. Uh, but what is your take on a prenup? Do you think it's a good idea for someone to have one? And if so, what kind of person should have one? A hundred percent. I agree. Everyone should have one. <laughs> Amen. And I think people don't realize that prenups are usually a negotiation. It's just not what one person wants. You know, there's a conversation there and it can benefit both people. Absolutely. Before I worked for this company, I actually went through the prenup process and we had a huge uh, division of wealth. You know, he made a lot more than I did at the time. And it was really difficult because it was very obvious that he was going to serve me with the question. And when he did, I did not know it was a negotiation. And so I learned a lot the hard way, which is, you have the right to actually rebuttal and say, no, in the event that, you know, you die, this has to happen. Or while we're right. married, you know, everything is yours. But in the event of a, a divorce, this is how we're going to separate assets. Here's what happens to our community property. Here's what happens when we have kids. And I did not realize that a lot of it, like you said, is actually what happens, not just prior to your marriage, but also during. So what kind of advice would you give an engaged couple that is, you know, looking to build some sort of like financial plan or portfolio to build their wealth starting now? I would tell them, um, of course, to start having money discussions early, figure out what your goals and what your vision are, what your goals and vision are. Um, I would probably tell them to speak with some type of financial planner. Um, I think that's a huge, um, I, I think that's something big that people should do for sure. And whether you want a prenup or not, just consider it. Just talk to an attorney. Just get the knowledge. <laughs> you know, I always encourage my 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 uh, clients, just talk to an attorney to see what they have to say, to see how it would benefit you. Because like you said, there's so many misconceptions out there and people just don't have the knowledge. Um, I would also say, I think those those are the main things I would say. Just have discussions early. And don't, don't wait <laughs> until it's too late. That's what I did. Don't waste so much time like I do. Totally. Uh, and I like something you said, which is, you know, of course have them early, but just look into it. You know, right. one of the things that we talk about is prenup is like marriage insurance. You know, right. you really have it when you need it. And if you are truly going to stay married forever, you know, then what's the point of, of, you know, not having that conversation or the lack thereof, I think is actually pretty wasteful um, in that event. So, okay. So I heard everyone should get a prenup and uh, are you looking to get married again? Are you open to that concept possibly? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> 
TBD. We'll, we'll see. Yes, I hear you. Um, and I'll into it. We'll see. That, that's fair. I know. I think it's tough. It's like, okay, well, maybe. And also, I'm sure now as a business owner and you have your own assets and you're doing well for yourself, it's hard to say, okay, are we really going to share or or not? Exactly. And I have a child now too, you know, that could affect my child if we get a divorce. And that's very important as well. People don't realize that. Absolutely. Uh, it, so that's interesting. Cause yeah, you're going, you would go into a marriage with a child. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, if people are interested in getting to know more about you or start budgeting and, and get themselves, you know, out of some sort of financial trouble, or they want to start building their premarital uh, financial portfolio, how do they get in touch with you? You can go to my website, leahmariecollins.com, and you can join the wait list. Currently, my sessions are full, but I'm opening enrollment in the spring. And you can sign up for group, group coaching or one-on-one sessions. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Leah. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Of course. Until we see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, fiancés. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a ton of value from Leah. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. If you want to get in touch with Leah and start achieving your financial goals, reach out to her at leahmariecollins.com. And if you need a prenup, you know what to do. Head over to hellocreenup.com and start your free account with your fiance now. Like we always say here at Hello Prenup, you're writing your life story together. So make sure you're on the same page. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.